You're listening to Tea Time on Rick Radio. I'm Dylan Clayton. Um, we have a brilliant show here tonight. Um, we've got our hosts from Cambridge. We've got Keith and Dave who are on the way in. Uh, they're a little bit late, so that's going down and they're going to be sacked maybe. Um, we've got six wonderful topics tonight. Um, Anto, Emma and Rachel are on the way in to give us a have a chat about saying Patsy why girls new only the new team that's at the starting um second part of the show we'll be talking about Ireland and the um wonderful performance the other night um third part of the show will be our weekly uh, Dave's on this day little uh, voice note from what's happened in the football world on this day fourth part of the show will be uh, Keith and Dave um talking about Cambridge and the and what's happening at, at the moment with the club and the final two parts of the show will be Dave and the prize giveaway. Dave Ryan, he's gone. We've got a, a question uh, later on to come. And we've got two wonderful hampers to give away from the community centre here. And all we want you to do is give us a like and a share So uh, on your on the Facebook page. So that's brilliant. And uh, we'll get on with the show now. Thank you. So, yeah, so we're here tonight with um, St. Pat Seawoy, uh, ladies representatives. Um and uh, we're going to talk a bit about uh, the ladies football coming back if it ever is going to come back um, it was just we were listening to the news there and uh, it looks like kids football will be back at the end of April uh, some training but uh, there's no word on over 18s football yet so uh, we'll get into all that and um, I think I'll just pass over to Keith for now and then we'll get back to it in a few minutes How's it going, everyone? Uh, I think we'll jump straight in with uh, Onzi, Emma, and Rachel from the CY Ladies. Uh, if you just want to introduce yourself real quick, just say who you are and what you're all in the club. I'm Rachel, manager at St Pat's CY Ladies. Um, I'm Emma, and I am the secretary of St Pat's CY Ladies. I'm um, Anto or Onzi or whatever you know me as. I'm the coach at St Pat's CY Ladies. Right, folks, uh, we'll jump in. We have a couple of questions here to get going with. Um, firstly, we'd like to say, uh, can we ask, uh, why did the club, why did CY set up a ladies team? What was the reason behind it? Uh, um, I think it stems back from the very popular Bork Rovers um, back in the early 90s. Um, Mickey Bork, which was a, a, a legend of a footballer, had an ambition to start a, a women's football team in the area, going back in the early 90s. But he never got to achieve his, his ambition and passed away, I think, in 93. So John Bain came up with the idea, I think it was back then, with, with Kathleen Hawkins, which is my auntie. Um, my father was involved. Um, came up with the idea of, of starting it up in his memory. And they did that, and it went on to be extremely successful. Um, so yeah, so I think in the last probably year to two years, or possibly two to three years, um, CY thought it'd be good to sort of form it and, and introduce ladies football into the area once again. Um, so yeah, they reached out and you know put it out to the area to see what, what people's thought would be on it and like that, people spoke about it in the pubs and stuff. I was out with friends on numerous occasions and it got spoke about a lot in, in the pub so it wasn't until probably a year and a half ago that it all came together. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, I know from our end in Cambridge it's great to see the girls will have a, a future in football in the area and keep it in the area instead of losing all the best female talent going outside the area to play yeah. football. I think it's a fantastic resource to have in the area and well done to everyone involved for getting it going. Um, 
David, do you want to jump in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just thinking, what's your numbers like? Are I is recruiting, or where I is at with um with the numbers, obviously, and then what level I is playing at, and what kind of level I is looking for, or not looking for, as it were, because I'm just wondering what your numbers are like. I think you've got quite a lot of players, have you? Yeah, well, at the moment now, we've currently probably 22 players at the minute. Um, so which which is fairly good. Like, I mean. Going back this time last year, when when we had only started out, we, I think we had 34 players altogether. Um, so like that was was quite hard, you know, when you're selecting a team, to you know to to try and pick your 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 best 18 going forward. Um, you know, to me personally, it wasn't about succeeding. You know, to me, it's about uh, forming a foundation and building on it. You know, and I I just. To me, it's not turning professional overnight, you know. This is something that I want to go on for the next possible five to 15 years. I don't want it to only last probably one or two years, you know. So my aim is I'll accept any standard, you know. And we've we've two top coaches that have came in alongside us that can improve anybody. That's how I feel. Okay, who were they? Sorry, Emma, I'll, I'll let Emma jump in there. I just on that. Sorry, I'll let Emma jump in there then. Um, are you taking more bodies then? Because you're saying 22. So yeah. You want more players as well. That's what I'm just. So I'll let Emma jump in yeah, there. Yeah. So um, just in response to your question about recruitment, yeah. So we want to make it be known that we want the club to be open to all levels. Whether you've never kicked a ball in your life or whether you're, you know, an ex League of Ireland pro, um, we have. I don't know whether I agree with Rachel when she says two good coaches down there. Yeah. Probably, you know, that's that's still up for debate. Um, but yeah, we want to make it known that the club is very inclusive to, you know, once you're over the age of 16, basically, right up to whether it's 40 in your early 40s, we want to welcome absolutely every female player down. I personally think, even when Rachel touched on it earlier about Bork Rovers, Bork Rovers ended in the late 90s and this area to me has just missed a trick because we've had a serious pool of female players over the last 20 years that basically had nowhere to go and even at Cambridge level if you had a girls team under 14 for example and you'd you know three or four players that really stood out they'd nowhere to go after that they had to leave the area there was nowhere around that could offer them a level of football and we I see why now we don't want to just be like a flash in the pan we want to be able to provide football for all abilities um, over the next like what Rachel says over the next 20, 30, 40 years we want to be known within our own right the CY St. Pat's CY are known across I'd say Dublin probably even the country um, for men's football but we want to be known within our own right in the ladies football so yeah anyone that's interested at all um, in either in the Ringsend area Pierce Street area Dublin 2, Dublin 4 across Dublin we're open to everybody Okay, very good. And uh, Anto there, just a quick one there. Where do you training and, you know, what is the kind of standard of training? As they're saying, we're going to take all ages, all, not sorry, all ages, above 16, all standards across the board there. But um, is there training, where is it, Anthony, sorry? Yeah, well, we when, when we're allowed back training, we'd be training on the Astro <coughs> in Ring's End. I came over probably last October to finish out the season. They were, they were short to coach. So I came over to finish out the season with them, the three games left, and we're in a cup final. It's the longest three games of my life because I still haven't seen a game of football yet. <laughs> <laughs> if that contract is for three games, I'll never get out of here. But, uh, and then I, initially when I came over, just to add this in, I thought I'd do my three games and then I'm out of here. 
I'm not going if I can't get my wife to listen to me what hope have I got getting 25 women to listen to me <laughs> but when I came over I was just so surprised with not just the standard and the ability just the willingness to learn of all the all the I think St. Girls is always wrong of the ladies um, they just wanted to learn they just wanted to improve and there's a big standard it's a big standard in the club and there's a a slide, you know, somebody is top, top players like we had Kim Flood and like she, absolutely excellent player and we had some other players almost there and getting there and they will get there all the way down to people that are only starting and who haven't kicked the ball. But they're, they're, they're so enthusiastic and they come down and you can see week by week they're getting better and better and better. And I'll say this, we'll take, we'll take, if anybody wants to come down, do you want to, A, want to have fun and B, want to get fit you know mentally and physically we will take them you know Thomas Gray came in as well so we've another excellent coach <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so there's, and then with Rachel doing the coaching as well like there's three coaches there that can step in and we can break sessions up and it's not just this 11 people get the first team get taken over there and they do all the great training and then everybody else gets left to the side just to kick a ball Everybody does the same training. Everybody does the same fitness. If you're not fit enough, you, the idea is that you get fitter, you play the same games as everybody else, and then you can push, and Rachel picks the team, so she can have the blame on that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, listen, we just can't wait to get back. You know, personally, I can't wait to get back. I just... Everybody knows what's going on in the current climate, so uh, everybody just wants to get out, get outdoors, meet their friends, and uh, just have fun. Uh, please God, we do all get back soon, kids and adults alike. Um, you just mentioned Kim Flood earlier on. I remember, I think it was the first game against Sportslink. Was that the first game yeah, down in the it? stadium? Oh, no, that was no. against no, St. Etis. Was it? Was no, it? we played away to Sportslink in our first game. But yeah. I can't remember who just that the first, was. It was now. a 2-0 win. I remember Kim Flood got a goal. Yeah. But uh, I was down at the match, and I have to say, the atmosphere down yeah. in the stadium was fantastic. And hopefully we do get games again like that soon for the ladies and kids and everyone else together. Uh, another question for you is here. Now, this is a question for all of you individually. Uh, how did you become involved with, with the CY and, and the ladies team? Like, what, what brought you on board? I was kidnapped, <laughs> dropped at the stadium, <laughs> bound and gagged, and never to be released. No, I was, Rachel asked me to step in when the other, when the other coach left suddenly. So uh, I stepped in, as I said, for three games. Still haven't seen a game. But I'm in this now for the long haul now. Brilliant. Um, I was eyeing up David's team there and he says he's managing the Cambridge under 14s so I'll be looking forward to getting them when they progress through all the way up to 18s and then coming through to senior level because it'd be great. Brilliant. You know, it's something that CY should have done with the... CY and Cambridge should have linked up a long time ago. You know, but men and women, boys and girls. And it'd be great for everyone staying in the area. Club's getting better and everybody loves when they see a successful club down here. It's great. There's a link there with uh, under 19s now who've have gone from under 17 Cambridge to play two years and under 19. So to have that link for our senior yeah. bu uh, yeah. boys as well, it's a fantastic link, especially with the new 
the new state, the new uh, clubhouse and uh, the facilities down there to have the kids to have that yeah. to progress onto is fantastic. And yourself, Emma? Um, again, I'm going to blame Rachel like Anto did there. Um, I absolutely, eat, anyone that knows me knows I eat, breathe and sleep football. So as soon as Rachel asked me to get involved, it was just something I couldn't turn down. And then from living around the area, just watching the progression of the new clubhouse, it's just the facilities, you can't, you can't talk about them enough. And for anyone to say no to wanting to be part of something that I think is going to be special in years to come, like the way Rachel mentioned Bork Rovers all those years ago, we want our names to be mentioned at the foundation of how the CY started, as in the, the girl side of it, obviously. Um, and for anyone to not want to be part of something like that, to me, the facilities are as good as any League of Ireland club down there, uh, particularly for the ladies section, actually, um, because with the new clubhouse now, we only have to walk out one little door and we're straight onto the pitch because we're going to be playing in the stadium. So between that and then, yeah, just wanting to help Rachel out and... Yeah. And yourself, Rachel? Uh, well, the reason I, I got on, got involved is I sort of want to make a change in the area. Like, going back f- to when I was growing up, I had to play football with the lads. You know, I was kicking a ball from I was probably six years of age. But like that, I hit an age then of probably 10. And like that, you were allowed to play for the boys up until you were under 12, you know. But I came to a standstill then, obviously, because when you come a, become a teenager, obviously I couldn't continue playing with the boys. Because you were too good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so for me then, there was sort of nowhere to go in the area. You know, I would have had to travel out far. So I was pro- sitting idle for probably two to three years. And then Bork Rovers was formed. I think 14 years of age I was when I started playing with Bork Rovers. And the memories are just unbelievable. So it's only now when I walk around the park every day of the week and I look at Cambridge with what, possibly five girls teams, is there? Six? Um, there's, no, they've just lost one, so there's four now. So there's four, four now. now. But I mean, even that, that's like, it's wow. You know, it's amazing because going back when I was a kid, you didn't have that in the area. You know, so I said to myself, why not make a change? You know, and as soon as CY announced what you were going to do, I was like, you know, I want to be part of that and I want to make a difference and push girls in the area, you know, to their ability. And when they can move on, let them move on. And with a, with a link with the CY now with Cambridge, there's no better way to do it, you know? Yeah, just um, on that there, and I, I suppose I'll have a little bit of input on this as well, just asking yourself here, Rachel. Um, with the future of CY, what you see for it, I know you said there five to 10 years or five to 15 years, whatever. Uh, but myself managing Cambridge under 14s, and I said four teams there, but there's actually four teams at under 8s alone. Actually, I'm just thinking now, uh, there's about 40 kids play at under 8 level at Cambridge. Which In is, girls? Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, um, um, I'm not sure who manages them there. Um, Liz. Uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Liz Cassidy manages them there with someone else. But um, yeah, there's, there's like they've got 40 kids or something playing for them there. So that's brilliant. And I'm saying from my side, you've got the under 14s there coming through. And they play at the top level. Now, if we can get that team, that under-14s teams, the under-17s, the jump in quality in football Mm -hmm. from a high level to an unbelievable standard in women's football. Women's football, the pinnacle is kind of under-17s. That's where you see the P-mount and all these guys. Wexford Utes did all the really, really top clubs and they're pushing at under-17s level. Um, so I've spoken to the MGL a few times about this and they, they were saying like that's this, these are the ones who informed me of this under 17s level it is a huge huge jump so it's the hardest time to keep the kids because obviously girls they want to do their own thing not all of them want to do sports even the ones that are in sports and we've noticed it twice uh, we've lost under 15s teams twice at Cambridge because, and this break now and um, 
myself and Lindsay were actually uh, we texted out the parents the other day and the kids seem to be chomping at the bit so we're really looking forward to getting them back as soon as possible and um, I think that's what I'm kind of asking you Rachel do you see you you must be you all sound very positive about the future of uh, ladies football and I, I can see it myself and uh, I'm just wondering uh, how positive I is and you know and what, what you're expecting from it all well, I just, uh, I like that, David. I've been down at a couple of the training sessions that Lindsay has held with, I think it was Tommy Marr, and your, yourself was there at one of them. Um, oh, my God. And I'm, I'm just excited, like, to see the, the, the kids at 14, 15 years of age, you know, that they want to learn. You know what I mean? They're hungry for it. So I'm like, you know, why not add on to it? Yeah, no, you know, 100%. why not add on to it? You know, and again I'll, I'll, I'll go back to me past what made me succeed and get me Ireland caps I was 14, 15 years of age starting with Borg Rovers I was playing with Air Kathleen was 35 years of age see the experienced players and then you have players come in at 14, 15 years of age like already I've picked out probably two or three players at Cambridge that I want in CY's panel going forward do you know what I mean because I think having having that mix in ages it will it will work wonders. It will do wonders for the team. It will do wonders for the club. And I think that's where you succeed, you know, going forward. So, you know, that's my plan anyway. I think what'll help the what'll help the girls in the area coming forward from that likes of under fourteens down as they progress is to see the likes of what Emma touched on at the clubhouse where they have a ladies section on their own. So the ladies have their own changing rooms, um, the social aspect of it, and then just walking out they be saying as good footballers as David has they be saying I want to play in there you know it's like a league of Ireland ground when you think of it yeah. and you're coming out of the, you're coming out of these lovely dressing rooms down the corridor out onto the pitch and it's like it's like coming out of Talca Park and stuff like that we none of us certainly played it on that level of pitches when we were that young with getting changed on the side of a pitch and that's that's one way that you lose the kids like that. So now it's just putting the things in motion. That when when we, we're not down here to rob anybody's players from Cambridge Strand, but it's like when the seventeens went to ninteens, and then the progression to, to get through. That's that's it. It's just great that the link through. the link up is there as well. You know. Uh, we touched on this last week, um, talking about mentorship and stuff with. Uh, League of Ireland clubs getting more involved with grassroots and stuff. I think it'll also be a positive if, uh, like, see why the ladies got uh, mentorship or something going down the road in the future, obviously, with the younger kids and stuff, just to maybe bring them down on the tour of the stadium and let them see and have them down at games. Because I think seeing girls football at a good level, the young girls seeing them play, it's only going to bring them on yeah. on further, you know, so I think that could be another positive, with the link there, I'm sure it's be something that could be looked at in the future. Yeah, and, and if, if any of the ladies teams, the Cambridge ladies teams ever need a hand with coaching or that, and you could always just reach out to us and we can Brilliant. give them a hand. Yeah. And I'm sure Why because... <laughs> Thomas Craig. Yeah, no, I, I, come here. I can say that. I'd say that There's would be a invaluable. Coach Craig behind me. <laughs> uh, because I know that the the girls that are after starting off, Liz and it's just that they escaped me at the minute. Uh, Liz and um, Amy, um, they're obviously just uh, parents coming down to get their kids playing football, and that's the one thing. As everyone knows, that you've been involved in coaching kids and stuff over the years. The biggest thing is getting coaches for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And any kind of mentorship or any help that can be given down the road, it's only going to be a benefit to see why in the future and Cambridge yeah. at the present yeah but no, so that would be a link that can be yeah listen at the moment it's just years. good for the community yeah 
you know, and that's and that's what Better we're all part of. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. All right, folks, that's brilliant. Um, after hearing Emmett and Rachel speak, I think we've a new A team. Maybe come down and host the show for us <laughs> one of the weeks. I'm not even messing. These are brilliant. These are absolutely brilliant. Thanks, uh, well, Dylan. Well no done, comments. folks. So we, we will, we will. I'm going to sign them up now in a minute for, uh, for uh, about in about five weeks. We'll get them in. No, thanks. Uh, well, I tell you what, we'll have a quick break now, and you can go back on and give us your uh, synopsis, Keith, on uh, on uh, Ireland's marvellous performance this is Ken Doherty and you're listening to Tree and you're in Hi folks welcome back you're, you're still here with uh, myself and David Onzi, Emma and Rachel and after that great chat we had about uh, how bright the future is for girls and ladies football in, in Rings End and the general area uh, we're just going to move on to a, a little more sombre note um, and that's the, the current state of uh, senior uh, international football in the country as we stand um, for the men, the women are the okay. The women are flying, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> women are flying. Uh, Vera is doing a great job with the ladies. Um, but after after so many highs, have you been blessed with with football and having it on our doorstep, Yaviva? To see what happened the other night was was so disappointing as a football fan. And uh, just like to get anyone's opinion where they think the problem lies. Like I, th- I think it's the problem's been papered over for the last few years by having such amazing support at the stadiums and all that was worth a goal or two mm-hmm. and I think that brought the team on like and not having fans and the performances are just laid bare like you can't rely on the emotion of the, the, the fans at the stadium and that brought teams on I think the problem's been there for the last five or six years at least you know obviously you could say anything about the, the structure of the FAI Going, going back and we could talk and we could have a show on that in, it, in itself yeah I was, was going to just say that there Dylan will tell you it's the Delaney hangover yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I would personally now looking at that game the other night I don't know half the team no I wouldn't recognise them as like you know footballers like as you know obviously the premiership is the pinnacle but even that are they all championship players I don't know a lot of them personally so I would worry about worry about that side of it the talent coming through on a youth level well, when you have your international goalkeeper and not playing for his club, that's 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 a big, you know, that's a big no-no. You know, your goalkeepers need to be playing playing football. You know what I mean? And playing at a standard. Is he playing? Sorry, Dave. Dave, I've been corrected. He is playing. Oh, is he? Yeah. Sorry. All oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, he hasn't um, broke into the Man City team just yet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, apart from that, as you say, like the, the standard that a lot of the lads are playing at, and come here, you can't fault them forever. If you're not at the level, you're not at the level. You know what I mean? No matter. And that's where I think that the point I tried to make earlier about having fans and, and bringing on, if you, it can raise a game, it can raise turn an average player, if you have support, and especially an Irish crowd, you know what I mean? It, it can, it, come here, it's, not the, it's not the answer to the, to the situation we're in, but I think it might ha- have a, a small amount to play in it. Uh, anyone else Definitely. got a, I think, an idea? Um, you mentioned there about if you're not at the level, you're not at the level. I don't know anybody that would turn down the opportunity to play for their country. 100%. Whether they're good enough or not, they're mm. going to maintain that they are good enough because yeah. they'll want that cap. Yeah. But some of the players that were playing last week, yeah, OK, they're not Premiership players, but they're not even getting into the starting yeah. 11 in Championship yeah. teams. That's the other issue. Yeah. I like To me, personally, I think it stems back to you know the demise of grassroots football. Yeah. I know we can say that now, that's not going to change anything for the next probably 10, 15 years, but... It's sad to see such a footballing nation have nothing to kind of be happy about. And yeah, when we go abroad to all these different championships, World Cup, well, there doesn't really happen very often. But when we do, where the heart and soul of it all, 
not necessarily well actually not at all for the football no. let's be honest <laughs> it's for it's for everything else so you know I, I just I think that it needs a big job needs to be done now to see what we have what's the problem with looking at League of Ireland yeah. like I know there is a few players that have taken that step up but some of them players in League of Ireland are playing week in week out and like he can't do any worse at the moment yeah. than giving some of those players an opportunity mm. and I think touching on to what you just said there I think now like I, I can't, you can't write off a uh, a qualification uh, run after two games but I think with the writing's on the wall I think we all I think know you that. can write it off yeah I think the writing's on the wall but it's not a nice thing to say after two games <laughs> but I think Emily you're dead right like blood in new players like the, the thing about I, I looked back there just doing a bit of research on this topic the Irish underage setup is doing really well at the minute which is it's surprising the under 21s have had like some decent results in the last mm. when I say really well I mean compared to this, the, the senior side so like there's a basis there like we, we we punched above our weight at junior yeah. level like in, uh, winning tournament winning the European mm-hmm. Championships a few years ago and getting to finals and you know we have done well at underage football but I think it's a shambles at the minute to be honest yeah. with you do you think you the know? powers that be are spending too much time trying to get players that don't even want to play for Ireland exactly rather than going 100%. for the ones that probably aren't as good yeah. but would kill themselves yeah. out there you yeah. know in fairness I think I think that's just standing out uh, more these days because when you go back 20 years or 30 years ago, jeez, you, you don't see the time flying by. Like the finding Jack Charlton was on the telly last night and everybody watched it and it was tears of sadness and then tears of joy looking back at it. it was just, firstly, it's a horrific disease and watching them going through was very, very hard. But on the good side of the memories when they showed them what he did, like we don't have those players from Liverpool anymore, from Man United, from that really good Aston Villa team you know and all those type of players we don't have them anymore you know we don't the, the highest rated player we probably have is Matt Doherty who's Coleman who doesn't get into Everton anymore and Doherty who plays 50-50 for Spurs and then after that like when your best players are two right folds you know you're in trouble but it's the grassroots as well like Everybody likes to blame Delaney, and and he take he has to take so much of this responsibility. I think he came in in 2003, and we last qualified for the World Cup was 2002. So you can do the maths on that. I think he rolled away with the success of 2002 to yeah. get in. And but but it's like a stop, like a, the coaching as well. Even from our levels all the way up, it was like we have to go back. If you coach a club, say Cambridge, for instance, if you take all their 14 coaches and go down and give them a really good coaching session they can go off and then teach 140 players what you've just learnt instead of those instead of these players these 30 players going to an FAI camp during the summer and, th- and those 30 players getting better make the coaches better then they make the players better and then they can keep doing that week in week out all the way up through the league structures and you get and you get all the top teams like Joey's and the home firms Keep them getting better. Keep them getting better. Keep them pushing along. It's the only because there's nobody coming through. Yeah, I'm just looking there as well. When you look at when Martin O'Neill and Roy came were in charge there, they really did have an opportunity to give Declan Rice an early cap as well. Do you not see the likes of that and Grealish and the likes of these players? Now I know Grealish is English. I I I'm not so keen on Grealish, but Rice played all his underage football for Ireland. So I'm just thinking, like I remember all the talk about it. We tend to let players kind of slip through as well. He could have got a cap very early on, and then we held off and held off, and then he chose England. Do you think that was the player's choice, or is it a failure somewhere along the line at A level? Well, I, I, 
I think he must have something in the back line, background of saying, oh, I'm hanging on here. Like the way Rice got capped three times, all friendlies. And then as soon as he got picked to play in a, an international qualifying game, he's like, oh, hang on a second. Like, doesn't two two players would make such a difference? You know, can you imagine those two. Yeah, and we can, yeah, and we can all hate him now, and because of what he done, especially Rice, who's we're um, kissing the badge when he scored and says oh, England rejected me. I always wanted to play for Ireland, so we can hate them at all. But we are still going to chase these people. There's no doubt about it. But we can't just rely on that. You know, you have to develop your own. You have to see these players coming through, and it's harder for the players. It's not like thirty years ago when you were trying to break into a Liverpool team, you were just competing against British players. Now you're competing against South America, Colombian under fourteen players and Australian under twelve because the scout network is just so massive now. Because it just takes one player to become that thirty million player that all the scout network has paid for for so many years. So it is so hard. Right, anyone else there? Or are we? Um, I think we're about, to, yeah, I think we're about to wrap up there now. And uh, we'll come back to you now with um, so, Dylan. I'm going to jump in again. Thanks again, Anto. And we will say goodnight to you. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, 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 Thanks a million, Thanks, Rachel. No bother, thank you. Folks. And I wasn't missing earlier when I said we're going to have you on to host the show. We'd love you. Wear your fingers up. We really, really would love you. Uh, Deleting your number, Dylan. Just call. So, just that was a. Part two of our uh, of tonight's show. As I said earlier, we have uh, six wonderful parts coming up um, in total. And on the next part of the show, after the break, we will have our prize giveaway. With Dave is going to ask um, a question. We have, uh, as I said at the top of the show, we've we've two lovely Easter hampers uh, given to us by Lorraine here in the centre, the community centre. We've got uh, loads of chocolate, loads of chocolate. That's all I'd say. And, uh, it might be loads when we're finished, doesn't it? Yeah, it might be loads. Now, Keith's Keith, Keith fees are like six bounties. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, actually, coming up next, we have Dave Donnelly's on this day. This is John Kenny. You're listening to Three and You're In. On this day, the 30th of March in 1935, plenty of goals in the first division fixture at Molyneux, where Wolves beat Middlesbrough 5-3. Probably the most notable goal was scored by Middlesbrough left-back Bobby Stewart, an own goal. It was his fifth own goal of the season, a league record which stands to this day. Ironically, he went on to play 247 league matches for Middlesbrough, scored just twice at the right end. Thanks, Dave. I'm going to pass it over now to uh, David Ryan. Thanks there, Dale. Yeah, um, I have a, a little bit of news on the girls' football there and, and Keith will bring you what he has on the boys' football. Uh, so, yeah, Keith, how are we doing? Yeah, well, uh, as most people have probably heard at this stage, uh, the, the government announced earlier on that uh, outdoor training can resume from uh, April the 26th and... Um, Going past that, we're not sure about when actual games and stuff will start back on the boys' end of it. Um, so, Dave, is there any news on the MGL front? Yeah, well, that's. I think we're both back, as far as I know, on the 26th, uh, boys and girls. And then um, they're talking about uh, full contact training then in mid to late May. And then they're looking at mini leagues um, in mid-June. And they're going to have a shortened league. And then, obviously, 2022 is when they're looking to get back with uh, full training, full leagues, everything uh, as it was. 
as we wear it, as it says. Yeah, the DDSL a couple of months ago they haven't updated it as far as I know. I checked our website that um they'd be splitting their uh, leagues into two and uh, having obviously fewer games per league as there'd be fewer teams just to try to get a, a league over and done with. That was obviously when we thought restrictions would be lifted sooner. So we're just hoping we hear something soon from the DDSL and if we get out and we'll, before the next uh, the next show next week, we'll keep you all informed. And um, we have a bit of a Cambridge club info. There's not a lot that's been happening, so we haven't got a lot to report. Um, our, our long-awaited Easter raffle will be taking place in the Cambridge clubhouse this coming Saturday. Um, it's always a, a, a huge draw in, in the community. Everyone buys tickets. It's the, the support we get from everyone has been fantastic. It'll be live on the Cambridge Facebook page. Uh, the time will be announced once we know uh, how we're going to work out the draw um, who we're going to get to draw the, the tickets due to restrictions and stuff. So we'll announce all that in the coming week on our Facebook page. Um, also, the club, as you, as a lot of you might know, um, we've been hoping to develop uh, and resurface the small Astro and that's all in place and ready to go as soon as the contractor is allowed to get working on it. Um, so it'll be a huge new uh, resource to have in the community. So hopefully we get that going soon. Um, also, there's some uh, big news on football in front in the community. We we, we plans in place um, as a club and with some of the other stakeholders in the area, including the FAI and uh, some of the senior teams. We're going to have uh, some big football and news to come in the not too distant future. Once we know what way restrictions are going, and uh, when we can when we can host this uh, upcoming future football event, so we'll keep you informed as and when we can. And just remember from from myself and Dave who are involved in Cambridge here. If uh, any parents or anyone in the community needs to reach out, you can contact us through our Facebook page or if you see one of us around the area and you have any issues or any problems, don't ever hesitate to contact a member of the, commu- the committee. Or um, if you have any ideas or anything going forward, we're always here to, to listen and to help in any way we can. So, Dave, you anything else to add? Yeah, no, I, I was just going to um, echo what you're saying there. I'm very approachable. You come near me, you'll see me running. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I like to just go the other way. But, yeah, no, absolutely, just what Keith said there. I think uh, there's very little happening, guys. So, um, as soon as we have more news, we'll bring it to you. Dave, did you say you were going to echo what he said? <laughs> echo what he said. What? <laughs> what? Okay, that's brilliant. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Dave. Cheers, Dave. Magic as ever. Um, and the final part of our, tri- our trivia, our quiz, our show even, our show. Show, 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 show. Okay, the final part of our show is going to be, uh, we have a prize giveaway of two Easter hampers. And the only criteria you need for these uh, to win these Easter hampers is uh, like and share the page on Facebook and Instagram, are we on Instagram? I have our, I don't think we're on Instagram. So don't share it on Instagram because we're not on Instagram. A, a key component of that deal is you must get the question right. That's yeah. that's, that's <laughs> secondary, Dave. We want, we want our likes and our shares here. Likes, and shares, likes, and, likes and shares is good enough. Um, so the, the question so, is, is immaterial here. So, so, so what I'm trying to say is, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. What's the, what is get the question? The is it to do with a match tonight? It's, it's got to do with Ireland, all right. Oh no, no. Okay, sorry. Before you go on, then, because I know where we are now. The the prize is you're able to collect the the, the Easter hampers here in the community centre. So if you want to, you can just call in or arrange. You can even give us a call uh, either on the centre's phone number, uh, which is everywhere except here, because I don't know it. But 
I've got a mobile number for the centre as well, um, 089-4469-542. So you can give us a text on that to see when you want to come and collect the um, the prize that you won. Providing you win, of course, still. Say that again? Providing you win. Providing you <laughs> like and share. And yeah. um, here's Dave with the question. Okay, Dale. So when when exactly is this prize being given out? That's that's the first question. That's um, to when you. When is the prize being given out? Yes. Um, is it next week's show? Next week's show. That's when the answer will be given. Okay. Well, I don't think anybody took any interest in my last week's question, which was the crest on the Cambridge badge, uh, Rings End Bridge. When was it rebuilt? Um, if you walk on the north, it did north. I was going to say the north side of the wall. If you walk on the opposite side of the daughter there west, from the flats, west side. the west side is it? Yeah. Okay. So if you walk on the west side and you look at the bridge, there's a. The, I think the keystone there has. The number 1812 which was the year the bridge was rebuilt after it fell down so 1812 was your answer last week and this week is much much easier um who was ireland's second most capped player second most capped player ireland's please answered on a postcard no that's brilliant um hopefully we get a few likes and shares on the on the on the facebook page and those hampers look fantastic by the way they taste lovely yeah good good <laughs> sorry um, dylan just to clarify so the prize will be given out to it'll be drawn randomly from all the correct answers and all the likes and shares or is it the first person to, to get to get the answer correct no i think all the correct answers will go into a draw thanks keith we're not really used to doing giveaways here as you know we're takers um i think that's everything lads that's a long bumper packed show tonight um, I think we're up to 40 odd minutes if you're still here listening you deserve to win the prize <laughs> <laughs> so a uh, big again big thanks to uh, to to Anto and Emma and Rachel who were brilliant on earlier who are going to take your jobs lads they, they um, carried the show in fairness too and, and, and Dave as well Dave for his uh, trivia or his on this day Dave Donnelly thanks Dave and I've and our sound engineer stroke uh uh, social media officer Matthew here beside me thanks Matt hello Matt he's gone shy again doesn't want to talk doesn't want to he's a proper sound engineer he's not like me so um, okay good night and God. next week next week we have the wonderful Alan Murphy coming in to have a chat with us about his uh, illustrious career so uh, I've already known Alan Murphy I hope you have a decent house coming in for next week Dale. we don't know it's up, for, it's up for uh, it's up for it'll be better than this week so anyway Keith oh <laughs> <laughs> thanks lads no absolutely 100% Thank you. Cheers, Dale. Cheers, Dale.